right, all right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptid Chat with Yami. As always, I am your host, Yami. Welcome to all of our old listeners, new listeners. If you accidentally clicked on this podcast, that is okay too. Welcome in general to everybody. I hope you all have been well. It has been a while since we chatted. Um, no pun intended. And Happy New Year to everybody, first and foremost. Uh, Today's episode is going to be very interesting, very thought-provoking. And I thought, what better way to start a thought-provoking conversation like this than to invite a dear friend of ours. You know him, and you love him. And if you don't know him, you're still going to love him. I'm going to let himself introduce. Wait, let let him introduce himself. That that's 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 how you do that, oh, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> I can Special do that. Special guests. I can do that. Can can you do My, that? Yeah. Um, that, sure, tell the tell the yeah. people what what what, what they want to know. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Greg Greg Morrow from All the Weird on Instagram and. I do the the crypto casters on Clubhouse and uh, yeah, that's probably what most people would know me for. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into all this weird, wacky, wonderful stuff: the paranormal, the, the, the cryptids, the ufology, the spiritualism. All the so, spooky. All the spooky. The spooky and the strange. And, and Greg, where are you? Where are you centered? Where are you based? Oh, right. I'm I'm Mr. Mr. Canadian. I'm in uh, Burlington, Ontario in Canada. That's about an hour away from Niagara Falls, New York. Ah, we've there gone international. <laughs> That's right. Crossing the borders. Yay! I'm so glad to have you here, Greg. It's we did I'm, an episode. I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy yeah. to be here. The last time we did an episode was like what? Halloween. Yes. Of 2020. I think so. 2020 yeah. or 2021? I don't remember. 20... The dates blend together. No, 2020. Uh, 2020, yes. So we talked yeah. about your Ouija board. We did, yes. <laughs> do you still that have that? Cool. I do. Oh I haven't God. used it. I haven't used it, but um, it's there, and I might use it. If I feel it, I'll use it. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, I think we did that was just, like, an episode on just, like, ghost hunting in general paranormal i think it was, it was yeah part of, spiritualism and yeah. you know, kind of the history of it and yes and such yes it seems we have a uh a a trend of doing like thought-provoking yes ish topics fringe among, topics yes strange yes exactly exactly i'm like scrolling through here because i lost my notes but <laughs> Again, Greg, it's so good to see you also again. Um, it's been a while in general since we recorded anything, you know, mm-hmm. with Star Wars and all that stuff. Yeah. So that'll that'll be something hopefully we get to do sometime in the future. Yes. Well, you were uh, you were with us on Christmas Eve yes. for the Cryptid Christmas Bash. That was so a lot. We of had fun. like how many people? We had like twenty four people come on live. 
like was, guests, oh. 24 guests come on. And then there were people watching it too. Wow. That's I crazy. It's, it's a, it's a Christmas <sighs> tradition now. It, it's, it's a bit of work. It's a bit of work. That's for sure. <laughs> it was great though. So kudos to you and everybody you. that was a part of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a great community and it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as exciting watching me alone for two hours. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know, but you brought like, you always bring like different hats and stuff. And sometimes baby Yoda pops up and. Well, I love a good gimmick. That's for sure. <laughs> but it, when it comes down to it, it's about like enjoying what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I love this stuff and I mm -hmm. love the people here. So that's why I do it. I agree. This community is, is pretty awesome. And it, it gives us an opportunity to explore a lot of different things. Like when I first got into this community, you know, I was thinking pretty much specifically just about cryptids and ghosts is pretty much what people think about. Um, mm -hmm. And then once I like started talking to people, listening to other podcasts and other creators, I was like, whoa, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more in the subject of just like the strange and the spooky like a lot of stuff like it gets it get wild it's it's endless i mean if you can yes. if you can think it it's a possibility absolutely yeah like today's topic like yes that kind of just spurred on more so from just like a comp like just us having conversation yeah how's it going and yeah How's it going? By the way, what do you think about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, like, hey, like, we should uh, we should be recording this stuff. Yeah, like wait, why not? This is some good stuff right here. It's but... good content, man. Right, get the content. Don't just talk to me. Give me the content. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad that like we get to have these conversations, and then they actually make. I was like, this is really cool. Like, I love getting to talk to you and everybody else. And I like getting to do these episodes because it's yes. it like expands upon those conversations. And hopefully listeners, even though they're listening wherever they are and whenever they listen, hopefully it provokes thoughts in them and they can chime in. Or maybe they are thinking about, they'll think about this topic for the first time in their lives, you know? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, it could be the first time people hear about this stuff and mm -hmm. maybe it'll encourage them to look into it more. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. so, speaking of today's topics, so today we're going to be talking about the topic of past lives. Uh, we're going to talk about things like reincarnation, about energy work in general. We're going to be sharing some stories, um, some notable stories or cases of like past lives and what's not. So it's a pretty broad topic in general. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, so just like right off the bat, um, like when it comes to this topic, again, it's very big. It can go all, it can go everywhere. Um, and it's a topic that I think a lot of people either, again, they haven't ever thought about it. Um, or it's like, it's usually tied to like deeper 
beliefs. So yeah. I think like, like religion yeah. can dictate exactly. a bit of that, um, like especially like reincarnation mm-hmm. stuff. Certain religions do believe in reincarnation, and others do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That, um, so I wanted to start off, Greg, by asking you. So what? Before we dive straight into talking about some of these things, like what are your like personal thoughts or beliefs in regards to like the broad topic like like give us a little bit of like before we we start what what do you think well, and, and it's an opinion um, so there's no right or wrong answer that's the great part well i think i think it's important to state that i do practice reiki mm-hmm. um not not as much as i should but um i i'm a level two reiki practitioner so I understand that everything is energy mm-hmm. and everything is connected. Um, I believe that as energy, we can inhabit any form. Mm-hmm. So the possibility of reincarnation in past lives is a definite possibility to me. I mean, why, if we're energy, why couldn't we do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And for those who are listening who don't know, what is Reiki? Reiki is energy healing. It's mm-hmm. about uh, balancing one's uh, chakra energies. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not about like producing the energy ourselves. It's like we're guiding the energy mm-hmm. where to go to be of most benefit. Ah, how did you get into that? I'm curious, like that's a newer, like I hadn't heard about that until more recently. And I didn't realize that that there were so many uh, Reiki practitioners and like that's like a very, like some people that's their their career, what they do for a living. Like uh, I've seen seminars, workshops, a bunch of stuff on the topic itself. Yeah, I had uh, I got a, a Reiki session done, mm-hmm. and then I was curious to learn it because of of my experience during that first session. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, it was a strong experience. Mm-hmm. No, no, now I'm curious. Now I want. <laughs> I actually Googled. Not gonna lie, but like in prep for this mm-hmm. uh, topic, I actually Googled literally. Reiki healing near me yeah. out of curiosity and there are some places in central Florida that do of that course. yeah it's all I over was, the place yeah I was surprised I'm like hmm, I think that'd be something interesting to experience um I'm very open sure. to a lot of things and you never like like you never know I think I've become a lot more open um for a lot of reasons but we'll get into that in a, in a bit but like and that's really, I think it's really cool that you do that. I'm not going to lie. Like, however actively you do or don't do it, I think that's really cool. Level two. Let's go. Let's go. Well, yeah. the next level is, the next level is master, but I don't, I don't feel like I practice enough to, mm-hmm. to uh, qualify for that level. So mm-hmm. I'm happy where I am. If I need it, then I, I use it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. In, in, again, in prep for this topic, 
pretty much I asked myself the same question that I asked you just now. Like, so what do you think about this, Yami? Like, what do you think about this? Yeah. And I had to think about this really deeply. So, like, I think if you had asked me about this subject, probably about two, three years ago, probably three years ago, I probably would have dismissed it, not necessarily, like, in a mean way, but just, like, I was so heavily involved in, like, religion that I didn't really entertain too much too many things that existed outside of the boundaries of that. Like, the things that were pretty much deemed as, like, no-nos, right? The forbidden Maybe. fruit. Yes, the forbidden fruits, exactly. So, like, um, things like astrology and tarot and this, mm. this, and that, those were, oh. oh I'm learning heathen. tarot. Heatheness. I'm uh, learning tarot right now. <laughs> like, I was, like, and the thing is that what was always interesting to me is that there was always a part of me that was like, but why is it? But at the end of the day, I just was like, okay, sure, whatever, I guess, I guess. Um, and I, again, I think I wouldn't have even entertained it too much. Um, but now, um, having like fully like separated from the church now exactly a year, almost to the date, um, like... I think it's given me more opportunity to free think in a way. Mm -hmm. I, I think like the topic of like faith and stuff like that has expanded, not in a negative way, but like it's actually expanded my horizons a lot more. Um, so I've done things recently, like recently I did a hypnosis therapy session. Amazing. That was an interesting experience. And I'll bring that up later because it actually pertains to some of the things that came up pertain to this topic. And I think it kind of spurred my uh, my interest a little bit more. But, like, I went to Casadega, uh, Florida, uh, second capital of the world. And there, that was, that was really cool. You like, have to be psychic to live there? So, there's, like, um, within Casadega... The, Obviously, I can't live there. I gotta ask. <laughs> there's like the city itself, and then there's the um, there's a portion of it that is like owned or affiliated to the um, the spiritualist camp. So that's like the center, mm -hmm. and the majority of the practitioners, the psychics, mediums, etc., that live there are affiliated with uh, the camp. So pretty much when you go there. Those are the majority of people that you'll see. And then, like, on the outskirts, there are some, like, uh, smaller, like, shops and stuff like that. But they aren't necessarily, like, affiliated. They're just also there because there's a lot. Of, there's a hub of this stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, that was really cool because it was literally an entire place that's surrounded by people um, that believe and practice these things. And you see people coming from literally all over the U.S. to get sessions, healing sessions, to have um, to have readings and things like that. Like it was very impressive to see that um, mm -hmm. firsthand. Um, so yeah, I think it just spurred my my interest and my curiosity a little bit more on the topic. 
And then I was so, like, hey, Greg, what's up? <laughs> once, you, once you see the rabbit, you got to go down the hole after it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You got you to know. I got to learn more, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So talking about past lives. So in looking up the topic and Googling and all that good stuff. Um, usually when we think of past lives, um, the topic of reincarnation pops up um, pretty synonymously with it. Um, um, and when I mean like reincarnation, I'm talking about like, you know, it's the belief that like um, a person of being can begin like a new life yeah. in a different body or a different form after like a their, physical death their soul or their essence yeah exactly so uh your soul the non-physical part of us the consciousness um, whatever it is that you that is there it's the energy it's exactly the energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the energy that continues forth into another form like it's, it keeps going or it doesn't it's maybe it, it depends like uh, many there's a lot of religions and philosophical beliefs on the matter um didn't know this the word reincarnation itself comes from mm. uh, like the word is latin root like latin rooted meaning um entering the flesh again oh wow fancy it makes sense um and apparently it's not entirely known where the origins of like the belief of reincarnation first popped up in humanity uh most of the time it's linked to like uh india to the greeks to um uh, some like to some celtic beliefs but it's not really known where it popped up per se it's just kind of always been around yeah and basically i know um kids tend to experience it more often it's like a, a study done of kids between the ages of two and five mm -hmm. and uh, they're um they they will they'll tell like uh facts they'll use uh locations and stuff and like mm -hmm. people will look up these facts after like fact check it check mm -hmm. it and then they'll be accurate and they were finding that a lot, especially between the ages of two and five. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So, I uh, like, if you think of it, though, like, our consciousness mm -hmm. is still developing into our body, right? Like yeah. We don't, we don't have a developed frontal lobe as a, as a child, which gives us the, uh, the ability to make decisions, proper mm -hmm. decisions, right? Uh-oh. Right? There's, like, less things that also, like imprint and like influence us when we're a child it you know kids are brutal like when they're there when they're that age those especially between that age group they will say what they they think um because there's there's you know there's there's not that like there there hasn't been a lot of influence a lot of things to to filter how they should think how they should react um so it doesn't surprise me necessarily that kids tend to be very, very susceptible. Attuned, yes. 
They're attuned. Yes. And it's funny because, like, when we think about kids in general, like, we know, like, talking again about, like, the weird and the spooky, a lot of kids those ages, even younger, have a lot of, like, paranormal or, like, supernatural experiences also. Like, I remember one of my daughters would would uh, talk about her uh, her great grandmother on mm-hmm. her mother's side. She she would talk about her like like she knew her, but there's no way that she could have known her. Uh-huh. Like she was way too young. Wow. And like she, uh, there were just like certain little facts that she would bring up and be like, "Wait, yeah. what?" Yeah, they're like, like there's no way you should like know a, that. Is there a ghost in here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, kids. I don't know what it did. What I would do if my kid just came up to me and they. <laughs> no. That's not in the parenting guidebooks that they They're they have you read. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't prepare you for that. <laughs> no, exactly, and I mean, it's 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 a very. I mean, that's a he- it's kind of a heavy topic, too, because it brings a lot of other things with it. And again, there's a lot of things that influence how we react to it and what we think about it. Um, like you mentioned earlier, beliefs, religion are huge influences for or against um, a lot of things. But this is one of those topics. Um, like, I was searching up some of, like, major religions or, like, belief groups that... Mm-hmm. Uh, practice or believe heavily in reincarnation so we know like uh, we have like Buddhism uh, Hinduism um, there's um, different uh, like sects of like uh, paganism I didn't know this certain sects of Judaism that's interesting even some of Christianity did not know that Um, there's Taoism um, Scientology, different Native American or just Native Indigenous beliefs uh, that have different stories and um, just in general on like reincarnation, past lives, etc. And then we have, of course, major religions and beliefs that don't um, oh. necessarily believe and or um, promote. I don't know how to how to, how to explain that. It's just not in the their uh, theology. Exactly, it's 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 not it's not there, and it was very interesting to see the majority that did though. I didn't know that many. There's a lot. I did. Um, I did notice you. You said Greek, and I I was mm-hmm. I just quickly looked that up and um, such like these uh these famous philosophers and stuff um and uh, anyways. Pythagoras, mm-hmm. Socrates, and Plato—they—they mm-hmm. they all supported the theory of reincarnation. And that's crazy because, like, these are these are like brilliant minds that are still to this day considered like huge experts. Yeah. And this is not a Pythagoras. Pythagoras figured out how to get the area of a triangle, like. Come on. It's incredible. Like, I think I... He's like, a math magician. It exactly. It says something that... That... I don't know. Oh, it's interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. I like He's that. He's a numbers guy. He's a numbers guy. And exactly. He believes in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. 
which I think a lot of times people think that like, and that's another thing that I think um, like kind of butts heads a lot. Yeah. Like the, like the science and like, um, yeah, kind of like the, the idea of like of science versus um, things that are untangible, things that can't right. be as easily explained and how they, some people think they can't coexist. Um, well, there was a, there's definitely, there has been in the past and maybe not so much now, but a definite um, stereotype and mm -hmm. biased against people who, who practice the, the, practice spiritualism and mm -hmm. believe in reincarnation. Uh, but I mean, some of the world's, like you said, some of the world's biggest religions believe mm -hmm. In reincarnation at some level yeah the i think it's also like there's there's also a cultural tie to it as well because in the western world us over here um we tended to not that that wasn't necessarily something that was very predominant here again unless it was like um indigenous rooted beliefs um it was more predominant in the Eastern world and then eventually um, began to uh, pop up over here um, with like the rise of spiritualism and things like that. Um, and I think even nowadays, if we look, um, there seems to be like a really big uptake in just like subjects like, again, spiritualism, astrology, mm -hmm. anything like new age sort of uh practices and beliefs like there seems to be like a really big like explosion well, it's, it's over the here. electronic age now right so mm -hmm. everything's a lot more accessible yeah like if you want to learn if you want to learn about learning to read tarot tarot mm -hmm. cards i mean it's easy to youtube some of that it's mm -hmm. easy to find like-minded individuals and have conversations it's it's so much easier yeah, we're all a lot more connected um, than before. We have more access than before. And I think there's also, like, I don't know, I feel like there's more of a... Every generation that comes, it feels like there's more of, like, an openness, in yes. a way. An openness, a willingness, a curiosity to question... Spiritual. Spiritual evolution. Yes, yes. Um, and that's not to say that it hasn't happened in the past in history, and it has, um, but it hasn't, you know, sometimes it hasn't taken root, or sometimes it was kind of quelled a little bit. A little well, we, we still have setbacks. I mean, like, mm -hmm. people still flag, uh, like, wave the Confederate flag, right? Mm -hmm. There's idiots. There's idiots out there. Come on, they're they're racists and they're idiots. There's <laughs> there's no beating around the bush. Which there's we no don't support here. To hate another mm -hmm. person because of the color of their skin or where mm -hmm. they're from. Yeah. So there's always, like you said, there's there's setbacks to those, and like I think the the more people that are open to just openness if that makes sense like yeah. the like that's that's really when like i feel like us as like humanity we get stuff done we actually accomplish so much and things we do 
get better when we don't be stupid and when we when we when we love each other and when we're like hey we ask questions we talk to each other like we we take the the opportunity to bridge those gaps and try to understand instead of just Mm -hmm. going with our preconceived notions or um, right. thoughts or things because we all have them it's we all have like biases yeah. and things that affect it's how true. we think and how we react and how we talk to exactly. each other and stuff you know yeah so the i just kept popping up when i was thinking about the subject because i was like i feel like i'm talking about myself because that again that would have been me <laughs> and i'm like look at me go we're talking about this stuff i love it we love we love the growth <laughs> the growth of it all Yes, the um, knowledge, the mm-hmm. knowledge should never stop. The learning, it, never stop learning. Exactly, yes, keeping it going. Um, so I know that we were talking a little bit earlier about like science and our, there's a lot of advancements and things that are, you know, allow us to connect with each other and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, science is also, it, there's good, but it's also again put like a slight, sometimes it can be a hindrance in a way. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when I was looking up um, this, again, the topic in general, uh, I did find a lot of critique and, like, scientific explanations behind, which, I mean, it's fair enough. I want to know both sides um, um, of the equation. I think that's right. fair. Uh, and I wanted to know why... why is it sometimes so easily written off and what are the explanations that are given? Because I think they're, you know, it's it's fair enough to understand that. So like um, when I looked at possible explanations for past lives, so people that have past life dreams or experiences, visions and things like that. um, Some of the things that I found that were noted were like selective thinking, uh, suggestion again so like your culture religious beliefs or things like that can make you suggestive to um these uh to having these experiences um false memories so again it's like you're if it's it's like if you believe in it you are more likely to experience it um yes and be open to it for sure yeah it's not gonna just slap you in the face one day yeah exactly it tends to be you the the majority ish of people tend to have or at least an openness to the subject that experience it um there's of course people that hoax and they have you know their schemes and whatnot um some people uh explain them rationally as just dreams fantasy or delusions so and that can be cited because sometimes people who have had past life dreams or things like that have um recounted like details that end up being like historically inaccurate or that don't add up okay who's who's to say what makes dreams happen exactly yeah so it, there's a lot that could potentially influence it. And then um, the big question was like, well, 
why does the vast majority of people, why do the vast majority of people not remember past lives? Like if we, if we do, if that is a thing, then why don't most of us remember? Um, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I have kind of a big answer. It's, it's not like lengthy. It's just like a big concept. It's mm -hmm. because it's too much for mm -hmm. the human psyche. Mm. It's just too much. We crumble. If we had to like remember everything from multiple mm -hmm. lives, like seeing, living that many lives, it would, you'd, you'd probably go into madness mm -hmm. or something. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Like, yeah. Man, I mean, I have, a, I have enough to hard time sometimes with this one. So like, I can't remember. I can't imagine having like, right. Where did three, I put my keys? Yeah. Like three lives ago. Oh, geez. Like, yeah, that is true. That would be a lot. Even if like, cause I know that there's different concepts. Like some people, um, there's the idea with past lives that, you know, some people have older souls or older existences mm -hmm. and some newer. So some have lived more lives than others. Uh, etc like i think mm -hmm. even if you had one other life like can you imagine all that would be involved in that and all the feelings and memories with that like ooh, even that would be tough like like to think about mm. Mm. well i i've read about that those uh experiences uh when i was learning about um this uh, psychic from mm -hmm. the early uh, 1900s, mm -hmm. late 1800s, early 1900s, Edgar Casey. He was a he was a photographer by trade, but um, under hypnosis, he would give psychic predictions and uh, readings, I guess, uh, medical readings to people. Um, and most uh, a good majority of his predictions and and that have come true and his cures fixed people helped people um but uh i guess what's what's uh what he talks about when it comes to uh, past lives is like his past lives and the people around him mm -hmm. that he said he knew in past lives and um, there's a story of a little girl, maybe it was a, a relative of his, but the little girl knew him from a past life and like called him by that name. Hmm. Yeah, so there were weird coincidences. He's a very interesting character. I definitely suggest everybody look him up. Edgar Casey. it's C-A-Y-C-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I had heard the name Edward Casey before, um, but I didn't know necessarily too much like about him. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know that like all his predictions stuff like that were done under hypnosis. That's yeah. crazy because it's like he lives a double life. <laughs> it's like you know like the idea of like the superhero that like by day is just this normal person, but at night they put on this mask and they are a whole other person. I'm like that's Edward Casey. Just like Edgar. Edgar. Yeah. Edgar. <gasps> I don't want people to look up the wrong name. 
they're like, is it Edgar or Edward? I'm like, I'm sorry, these Victorian <laughs> names. I'm sorry. Damn Victorians. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I guess what's they what's kind of neat is that uh, he he started an institute in mm-hmm. Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I think it's still there. It's a, oh God, what is it called? The Institute for Psychic Peoples and stuff. Hold on. I, I think I know you. what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it's, it starts with Institute. Oh, the Association oh. for Research and Enlightenment. Ah. Yes. Where are we here? Oh, wow. Still to this day. That's crazy. I don't know if it's still there. Is it still there? Hold on. I, I, it, I can. T- uh, let's see. I think it is. Um, or like a version of it. Yeah, I know it exists electronically for sure. I don't know, whatever. And the thing is, like, that's not, like, the only, like, institute or, like, organization that, like, like, actively investigates and, like, um, studies these kind of subjects. Like, there are quite a few that do. And I think that that gives a lot of, um, it has a lot to say about, um, about that because... Again, yeah. for a lot of people, Legitim- they... legitimate doctors have done yeah. studies on reincarnation, like past life memories. This one doctor is a, a doctor, Jim Tucker. Uh, he's he studied uh, for studied this for twenty years. Mm-hmm. He did a twenty year study on this. Yeah, so um, these are like legitimate, like perceptual, also scientific studies. people. That want to find evidence as well like because I know that's another thing like a critique is like there's where's the scientific proof of it yeah I, um, I agree there should be other other like otherwise it's it's just a theory right? mm-hmm. yeah it, it's just a theory and like I, I mean I don't I don't know I'm not an expert but I I feel like anytime when it deals with subjects deal with energy or things that are literally intangible it's a little bit more difficult and different to get (laughs) evidence you know to me though you say it's intangible but it is a feeling it's a Mm -hmm. a, it can it can be very a very physical feeling Mm -hmm. and um people who are empaths and uh energy workers they they will tell you that energy does have an effect on your on yourself. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm a, I don't know what I am, but I've, I've felt and been messed up by some stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I, can, I definitely can understand that for sure. Like, you know, and ultimately the idea of past life like an explanation again if you do believe is it kind of all roots to the idea of consciousness your soul your essence your energy living beyond your present physical form Um, right and if that is true and that can exist in it like it can move forward into another form or another being then past lives would exist and people or beings 
potentially would have the means to access them if they were willing, able to. We don't know exactly how. Like you said, maybe it's because we're just, maybe we just aren't like the way. The subconscious. Yeah. The subconscious is maybe is what connects us mm -hmm. to past memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a. I think that's a pretty good mm. theory. I heard uh, somebody said, like, maybe some of us uh, are just naturally more susceptible and more mm -hmm. attuned to our to that energy, and it allows us to access those memories. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not magic. There's something scientific about mm -hmm. it. There's some something about our chemical makeup or the way our brain, certain people's brains work, or or whatever, um, we don't know what the pineal gland does mm -hmm. in the brain, right? So, who knows? Who knows yeah, what the, we can do? Exactly, the brain is a mystery, like. It is. Like, it We're is learning. very mysterious, so I, am, I will never say that we can or can't necessarily do something because we don't know, and you never right. know. And, there was when I was uh, doing more research and stuff like that, um, uh, somebody posed a theory, um, again, kind of touching back on the topic of like, well, why can't all of us remember our past lives right. if it's real? Um, and somebody said, well, what if, um, what if we have, some of us have a reason in this life or in a past one to remember? Like, I think... I think that sometimes we remember things uh, for survival, like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I ate the poison mushrooms in this life. <laughs> so you have an aversion to mushrooms in the next life. Yeah. You know I mean? Yes. Survival yeah. techniques. Yeah. What if something like that small that we think of is actually pointing to that? Yeah. Like people who have unexplained phobias. Yes. Maybe no, something okay. happened. Let's in talk a past about life. that. <laughs> Let's talk about that because uh, there was like a million and one articles that I read that were like some signs. Uh, these are the signs of you potentially having past lives, and that was one of the ones that kept coming up with you yeah. having unexplainable, irrational, or like very intense fears and phobias. And like for me, like my biggest phobias like I had irrational fear of needles which has gotten better and I think that was just because like when I was younger like they were around yeah. a lot so I think could that, be traumatic when you're young so. exactly like, that makes sense and a lot of us all of our a lot a lot of our phobias develop when we're young um but like I have my fear of heights is so bad I have a fear of heights too that's weird. it's horrendous like I can get on I guess I can get on a plane but the first yeah, me like, too. 30 minutes to an hour on that plane is not a good time for me at <laughs> all. Like, I usually... Like, you're afraid of crashing? Sorry, I'm just, I don't want to be up in the air. You, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be thousands of feet off the ground. Yes, yes. I, I don't yeah. like that thought. It's, it's not, not good to sit thought. there and think about that thought. And it's I think great, about but... that. Statistically, airplanes have a very low accident rate. Yes. And I know that, too. 
And I tell myself that. I'm like, the chances of you falling out of the sky right now are very tiny. You're much more likely to go off the uh, edge of a mountain in your car. <laughs> yes, but just don't like it. Like, usually, like, to get me on a plane, I have to be, like, medicated. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, I had to take, um, when I went to L.A. recently on the way back. Oh, um, right, yes. It was, like, a six-hour flight, which isn't terrible, uh, but it was to, at like, night. like, make a layover? No, it was just straight. Six hours yeah. straight. And, um, but it was at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they added another layer of fear, because I think, like, the darkness is now I can't see how high <laughs> I am. It made it worse. And I literally had to take, like, two Benadryls. Don't do that. Don't take the Benadryls. That's all I had on me in the moment. I went into, a, like, a coma. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> Don't do that, people. Oh, Don't man. handle your rational fears like that. Cryptid chat with Yami does not support use of Benadryl. No. For sleeping aids. Yeah, don't do that. But, like, yeah. So I've always wondered, like, is this highly irrational fear of heights somehow tied to something that happened in the past? Like, and then that's terrible to even think about. Because what does that mean? Where did that come from? Yeah. I don't know, but the whole plane crash thing, I had a very vivid dream once that I died in a plane crash, but it was so vivid that I think back to it that it is a past memory. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, but I I can do a plane, no problem. I can fly. Huh. Oh, that's terrifying. But... It was this. It was this like janky airport with like a short runway that was mm-hmm. like on the edge of a cliff, and um, yeah, it was just. It was. It wasn't a good scene. Did you do like research to see if like you could find like an airport that looked like that? Oh no! Maybe <laughs> I should look up at plane crashes. Yeah, first like look up if anything looks like that, and then look up accidents, plane crashes. That'd be cool. Sounds like a fun research paper. <laughs> it's something I could actually find out, probably. Yeah, no, because, like, if it felt that vivid and you wonder, like, that's what I, that's what, that's what I would think, like, oh, like especially if, if there were notable things that you could remember, mm-hmm. like landmarks and things like that, you actually remember what the airport-ish looked at and, like, the areas around it, like, that definitely would help to find something. For sure, it was. It's. It's. I think it's pretty well in my head still. If I like looked up pictures, mm-hmm. images of it, I would think I would recognize it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know if I've ever had any dreams because typically I don't remember my dreams, um, and I know my dreams are very subconsciously related. So like a lot of the things, like usually yeah. anything that I see or indulge in before bed, usually pops up in my dreams. Indulging. Yes. Uh, You're indulging in. That, so like that'll pop up like something like. That's weird too. People who like eat certain foods or whatever Uh say they dream differently. Yes. I can attest to that. Usually like my most like weird dreams are like right before I have like a, like a bedtime snack. I don't know why. Then I think I guess sugar or whatever has to 
influence my chemical makeup in my brain. Carbohydrates? Is that what they are? Yeah, I they guess so. break down so. the carbohydrates? I don't mm-hmm. know, but it just does something sometimes. Um, but, like, the only thing... So, again, I haven't had any dreams, personally, of past lives. No. And I've never even thought about it for myself, uh, really, until... Um, when I did, I mentioned that earlier that I did the hypnosis therapy session, right? right. Yeah. Which was actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. It was an interesting experience. I was under hypnosis for about two and a half hours or so. And I didn't wow. even know it. Like, I closed my was eyes that, and I opened them two and a half hours Where, ago. Where was that at? That The psychic town? Um, No, I. No. it was remotely done because... COVID. Uh, okay. So I was in the comfort. No way. Yeah. Like over a Zoom call yeah. or something? Oh, no. wow. That's cool. Because if you think about it for hypnosis, all mm. you need to do is hear somebody's voice and follow. I suppose so. So I just had to get nice and comfy and I had my headphones on, making sure the internet connection was solid because uh, that would suck. And then just slip into it which apparently according to the lady that did uh my session she said that i slipped into hypnosis very easily did um, she record it yeah so they recorded the for you it's private so you get to have that recording for yourself because not everybody remembers no what they say or what they experience under hypnosis so if you want to look back at it later and reflect upon it did you <laughs> I have not, but it's because I no. remember... A, would it be weird? Yeah, it, it would be weird, first of all. Uh, but also, like, I remember pretty much almost everything, so okay. I don't think I need to. Right. Um, but it's there if I wanted it to. Um, but yeah, I slipped under hypnosis, and while under, um, basically how that works is that um, we had like a session before where we talked about what are the things we want to address and whatnot. And the idea of hypnosis therapy is that you are, we're trying to find the roots of some of our present day, you know, issues and see if they are locked, uh, interlocked with past memories or any, exactly repressed memories, different things and try to um, work on them. It could be anything from physical um, issues to emotional, mental, etc. Or if you just have questions or want to know more about yourself. Um, so yeah. we, I wrote out like 10 questions. And as the session went through, she went through those questions. And basically, um, you are trying to get in tune with you are, um, your subconscious. So your higher self, the the you that exists without any issues, without anything influencing it, like that's you, you, like deep inside kind of a deal. Um, and um, it was wild. It was wild. It was very vivid. It's very yeah. relaxing, but very vivid. I saw weird things. You saw some weird things. <laughs> I saw weird things. Uh, she said that, like, she's like, Everyone's experience is different, and whatever you see, don't try to rationalize it. Right. Just let it be. And I'm like, Just, it is what it is. Okay, that's not that's not very comforting, but okay. Um, and at one point, though, so um, I had a question about 
um, my sister, not 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 Alanis. She's she's very much still here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I had a twin sister. I was supposed to have a twin um, that I assume was a sister, and uh, we were fraternal. And uh, around three to four months, uh, she was uh, she ended up passing. Uh, so I always wanted like know a little bit more about that. I'm like, I don't even know if you can find out about that under hypnosis, but can we see? And she was like, I mean, we'll go for it. See what happens. And um, in my hypnosis state of mind, mm -hmm. I had an encounter with somebody that I, that I thought maybe my subconscious created. I don't know, however you want to think of it. Um, as that sister and that's crazy yes it was very crazy well, not cra sorry bad word <laughs> that's that's amazing uh, no it was wild it was wild um because i wasn't expecting that at all no i wasn't Why expecting it at all and it brought up a sliver of a memory that i had never had before so in this memory that this person showed me, uh, be it my sister or not, however you want to think about it. Um, right. I saw two little girls that were identical, so identical twins. They were small little girls, dark hair and like braids, uh, in little dresses running around outside of like this very old house. And it felt very old, oh. like not 2021. No. Very old. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, like, like it was a past life or something. Yeah, so she, it was like, so she, one I guess, of the, showed me. Yeah. That, and I was under the impression that that was us playing outside around, or it was like around a tree. I remember it outside of this small house um, as... And somehow I knew that our mom was inside uh, cooking or cleaning. Uh, but we were just outside running around playing. And we were very young, like four or five years old. Um, but I'd never, ever seen, thought of anything like that. And that was just like popped up. It was um, like nowhere you've ever been yes, before. Yes. I, I don't, okay. I don't, I can't, I wish there was more details, but literally it was like, the tree in like the corner of a house so like, yeah. so there was not nearly enough for me to like actually try and find well that sounds really sad it's like this poor your your twin like has only like young memories and like uh, like maybe they have had bad fortune of not living very long so, like, in that whole session, again, believe it or not, if you will, what, what you believe with energies and stuff like that, um, basically what came about that whole thing is, like, it was like she was showing me that memory as if to say, this isn't the only life that we've had together. Yeah. And it won't be the only life that we'll have together because uh, twin bonds, I guess, are deeper than average yep yeah, I, I have like, twins my daughters yeah. are twins so, um, yeah, so like that was very emotional and I cried a lot I cried a lot guys <laughs> I was like sobbing in tears it was very emotional um, 
It's very emotional. Also, she was prettier than me, so it's very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn it! <laughs> you're so pretty! Um, Why? Why are you going to be so pretty? <laughs> but it was interesting, oh. though, that, like, in that whole session with her, uh, if again, if whether you believe that or not, uh, uh, right. whether you think, because, uh, like, the rational side of me is like, that could have been a subconscious manifestation of what I wanted and needed to hear. And I get that. That that could very well be true. But I thought it was interesting that, like, what popped up was, like, this isn't the only life that we've had together. We've had lives in the past, and we will have lives together in the future. I was like, what? And so that basically yeah. stirred my whole thing about past lives. I was like, what the heck? What is this? <laughs> I've never thought about me personally having past lives or even it's like nuts. thinking future wise, like that I could have more lives ahead of me. Like it's important to live in the moment. Yes. Yes. It is very important to live in the moment, but that's what like stirred my, and that's the only experience really I think I've ever had with past lives personally. Like can't say I don't know. Would you ever like look into it more? Personally, Past like, lives? Person? Yeah. Would I go, would I try hypnosis or something? Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a means like past life regression, uh, you know, yeah. hypnosis to recover. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's using hypnosis to recover memories of your past lives. Some people again use it um, as like a therapy to help with traumas, issues, or things like that. Um, yeah. It is highly debated as a practice and critiqued um, um, by like psychiatrists and psychologists um, for a lot of reasons. Because again, the idea that you can suggest memories or create memories subconsciously. Um, so I've heard back and forth yeah. on it. Again, I have not. I mean, I kind of did and I kind of didn't. So, I don't know. Would you? <laughs> I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like, I've seen, so, I saw, if you go on YouTube, literally, you can just do a, a YouTube search and actually see uh, people uh, doing past life regression oh, sessions. I've seen them before. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to know. Yeah, you know, they the ones like there's I've seen a reason, intense. There's a reason we don't remember. Yes. Yeah, there could be a very good reason why we don't remember. Like could be the one that I saw was like super intense. So like not to bring everything back to K pop because because I love it's not life, but it's life. It's not life, but it just consumes a lot of mine. But um <laughs> another thing that popped up my intrigue on the subject was that um a like uh this k-pop group that i know uh they actually did uh they went to like this like institute kind of a deal and they were um to see if they could be put under hypnosis right because um they oh, nice. like the idea of past lives and stuff is pretty pretty predominant and and well known um over there um so one of them like went down instantly in hypnosis like like out of all of them there's like instant and during his um 
obsession. Like, it was very intense to watch. Like, he recounted memories, and he wasn't a person. He was a tiger. Oh, wow. Yes. And he was, like, crying, and this, it was very intense. And he was, it was like he was a tiger in, like, a circus. Yes. No, it was so sad. It was so, so sad. Like, he described, like, the people watching him and and getting whipped and and burned and this, this, and that and not understanding why the people wouldn't help him. And I know. Is our entertainment really worth that? Oh, it was so rough to watch. Right? It was so rough. Like, his, the emotions, he, like, it was it was rough. Like he was feeling something in that moment. And they asked like, you know, like kind of like, how did you pass? And he was like 12 or 13 years old as a tiger. And he just like went in his cage and like tiger passed. years. Yeah. Tiger years or human years. I guess human years. I guess. Okay. Um, well, how would he know if he was a tiger? I don't know, <laughs> but you know, like my, my dog's 10, but it's like seven yeah. times older. So he's really 70. I have no idea what tiger years are. So I don't know. 12 doesn't sound like a long time. No, but human animals years live or dog years. Yeah. Or tiger years. Or yeah. It was so sad. He just like passed away in the cage. And the question was asked by like the hypnosis guy. He was like, well, if you had such a, such a rough past with like, entertainment and this this and that and and people staring at you and this this and that like why would why would you then make you know being a musician being an idol your career in this life if you have a new like a whole brand new life and basically Mm. his answer was just like um because at the end of the day like he just wanted to make people smile Aww. And all those people that could be feeling like, uh, all the people that could be feeling like he once did, trapped and hurt and alone, oh. he wanted to reach them so that they would never feel wow. that way. And I was like, that's over so, here, like, <laughs> that's profound. That's that like, was so deep. It's like someone wrote that. It was, it was really deep. And this, mind you, that. This, this guy is not known necessarily for being very deep. He's kind of like the jokester of the group. Oh, oh, wow. um, and when he came out of like it, he literally, it was like, just like, like a switch was like flipped. And he was like, hmm? like, I was, and all of them, all of his, like all of the ones in the group were just watching him and like some of them were crying and they were just like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> it was, it was very interesting. Wait, what was the face? The face that you did to describe. Wait, to describe. Like, the people can't hear your face. Oh, really. I know. I'm he in was a lot like. Of... Oh, he, they were just like, like looking around like, what is happening? Like Wide eyed. Like, yeah, he's like, like a tiger. There was dead silence in the room because they were like, what is like. They've never seen. They were all like, we've never seen him like this. Um, we don't know what to think, but he was feeling something. For sure. He was all hopped up on hypnosis juice. <laughs> Which, I mean, again, uh, again, back to, like, the critique. Like, again, some people, again, they they criticize past life regression because they, again, they think, like, the questions that are fed or whatnot can be 
suggestive or uh, can subconsciously push you in a specific direction. But like, at least in that case, when I was watching that, that was one of the things I was like, like listening in. And the guy really wasn't feeding anything. He was just letting him talk and was asking questions based off of what he spoke. Like, it wasn't like, so tell us, like, like you you felt this way, right? Like, no, that wasn't there wasn't feeding really happening, um, which would definitely could definitely influence for sure. I don't know. I don't know if I ever would do that though. Like you said, maybe we're not meant to know. That's scary. What if yeah. I was a penguin in a past life? What if you were, and you lived on a glacier? Sounds pretty nice, actually. Sounds peaceful. In Antarctica. Yeah. I've always loved penguins for some mm -hmm. weird reason. Maybe I was a penguin. They're cute. They're nice. They're very nice. Uh, I've never been tall in any of my lives. <laughs> That's a common denominator. Well, there's like emperor penguins. They're kind of tall. Yeah, but the, I mean, even emperors, like... About like what four or five feet. I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's Remember them like? Short. I don't know. I mean, they're big boys. We're watching like, um, them. I don't know big. if I've ever seen one in in real life context before. Oh no! The like, to compare em it to anything. Yeah. No, emperor penguins. I actually think there's only like there's only a handful of like aquariums or like uh zoological facilities in the world that can house them because it has to be so like specific the climate mm. they're, they're picky yeah they're picky just boys. leave them where they live maybe maybe we should just leave them where they live <laughs> finds a potential past life oh did you did you have penguins on there no penguins was not on no. here Penguins oh, that was a bonus, <laughs> bonus topic, folks. Bonus topic. Yay, penguins! That's for I'm the go Patreon. Watch Happy Feet after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the feeling of deja vu, or like again, just oh, familiar, yes. familiar familiarity. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Did I say it? Familiar feelings. Yeah. Familiarity. That's it that word um having strange memories dreams nightmares or knowledge that you like shouldn't necessarily have or you don't understand why you have it um right. having a pull to unfamiliar cultures times places etc interesting having certain passions or skills um feeling out of place or like you're out of time you're just kind of feeling out you don't and feel then, like you fit in, like, fit in. Yeah, you're just like, where am I? Why am I here? Very deep, yeah. very deep thoughts. And then the idea, some people think that um, you having, like, birthmarks or different, like, marks um, can have to do with past lives. Oh, yeah? Like what? Yes. Like what? Like... Um, some people think that your birthmark, some like b certain birthmarks, can indicate like um, man, like matter of death. Oh wow! Yeah, or like location oh. of a like a, of an illness or like an ailment, something. Wow. 
which like I was like right after I read that I like looked at myself and I'm like where and the only like big birthmark I have is like 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 above my knee and it looks kind of like an arrow shape so I don't know what that says for me I don't know and then like I asked AJ I'm like AJ and he's only like really big birthmark is like right in the center of like his chest and it's like circular and I'm like wow that doesn't look good was it like the Power Rangers? They have like a circle in the middle. Yeah, it's like kind Maybe of circular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it looks kind of, it looks like a, it's white too. It's weird. Uh, I was like, mm, kind of looks like something went through there. <laughs> it's kind of rough, oh buddy. I know, that's so like, scary to think. No. I'm like, oh no. Damn. Like, so that, that has to do with it. Like, or even the theory that like, um, like, if you believe in soulmates or, like, you having ties to specific individuals or just souls uh, throughout your lives. Um, some people think that having similar birthmarks or marks, uh, even identical ones, can indicate, like, a link to a person. I'm just thinking of, of George Costanza from Seinfeld when... Oh, no, was it... No, no, no. He was the hand model, but I'm thinking of... Joey from Friends. Uh-huh. He had the hand twin. Remember he had a hand twin? Uh-huh. So maybe they were like um, kindred souls. Yeah. I was like, what? That's and they're both crazy. like, how you doing? It's wild. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at people and be like. Do you have anything like me? Yeah. Like, no? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you just look around. The first thing you introduce yourself. Hello, hi, my name is so-and-so. I have a birthmark here. Do you? No? Okay, moving on. <laughs> so it's just birthmarks. It's not like hand, like identical hands then. I mean, so my I theory is probably bad. I didn't see anything, bad but I, I'm, I'm sorry, not, folks. I'm not going to be the person to say no, because <laughs> what if it is? I'd, I'd have egg on my face, for sure. I, I, I don't know. But then that also genetics play into that, because, you know, like, I have, like, identical ears to my dad. It doesn't, I don't think that necessarily means anything. <laughs> I think that means right. that I'm his daughter. Yeah. That's kind of, like, all I had, like, on, like, past lives. So, like, personal research that I did and this, this, and that. And then, like, all I had left was, like, stories. Because that's what pops up a lot. Stories. Lots of stories of people who have experienced or, like, that like have studied past lives um yeah. and i found i picked three okay i picked three how many did you have how many do i have yeah. i was supposed to get stories i don't know i didn't know if you had stories i mean i can pop out stories i mean i have uh i have my own story oh okay okay i remember i i think i remember one past life where I lived in a very dry climate. It was like, I, I, I don't know what time it was, what era, but it was like before electricity, before, mm. before like probably 1800 sometime, mm. maybe before that, but it was not, it was not good. It was not, it was not happy. Um, I think I died of a, of dysentery, Ooh. um, <laughs> like, like Oregon Trail, yeah, I think so. 
or something. And I got like shot in the stomach or something. I died of something with my stomach. I've done like tarot readings too. Mm -hmm. I've like said, yeah, totally. Oh, oh. It's crazy. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. I, I, don't know. I feel like I've never, there's not too many of these stories that I've heard that are particularly positive stories. No, because the trauma sticks with us and it makes us learn. It makes us avoid those things, right? That's true. That's true. And I think that it's was actually thing... another like point was that like uh, uh, that there's like the theory that like if you've had like traumatic like memories tied to a past life or like a traumatic passing that. Um, it can affect your next life and your yeah. visit, your ability to remember or not to remember, basically. Yeah, or um, karma, karmatic effect. Mm -hmm. um, like, karma works, it's like a ripple, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's going to directly come back at you, but mm -hmm. your negative decision will make someone else have a negative decision, will make someone else have a negative decision, and it'll just ripple outwards, and it's, mm -hmm. that's what karmatic effect is. And they think that um, that can, like, go with you to the next life mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, like... A good majority of, like, the stories I've heard had to do with some type of... And, I mean, I, I kind of get to it. It's funny that you mentioned um, Dr. Jim Tucker. He's actually tied to the first story that I had. Nice. Yeah, ah, I was, yeah. I wait, guess wait. he's the leading dude. I mean, anyone that dedicates that much time of their life to studies like that, I'll listen. years? Yeah. Listen good, for sure. Good, he's got good amount of time. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely got some some wisdom upon me for sure. Versus yeah. my like several days of research, years of life. That that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first story is of a little boy named James Leniger, and I might be butchering that last name because I'm not good with names. But how is it spelled? L-E-N-I-N-G-E-R. Lineker, I think. Sounds right. Lineker, Lineger. Yeah, I know. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. It's James. It's, it rhymes with vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar. It's, his, this is little James's story. And he was a case that was directly studied by uh, Dr. Tucker. Um, and his story is a story. <laughs> so this one's a this is this is a good one. This is a good one. So basically, uh, James was born to Protestant parents, Louisiana, April tenth, nineteen ninety eight. Which is interesting to note because again, like the whole idea of like religion or like background potentially influencing. Mm -hmm. Good to know that that was his background at least. Yeah. Um, so after he turned two years old was when things began to kind of go interesting for him. So um, he always had, like, like a thing for planes. You know, kids like toys and stuff like that. And he had, like, little toy planes. And he loved to watch um, 
this like videotape of like the blue angels like their demo flying like that's real cool you know love that love planes so his parents after he turned two uh, took him to a flight museum you know, so you can look at the planes and okay. stuff like that yeah and he became fixated specifically on the world war ii aircrafts during the trip wait he was born in 1998 yes Okay. Yeah. And he was like all about the World War II section of the, of the museum. Again, at two years old. So he, it's not like he's reading the plaques or anything. Um, no. No, not and two. so he, they took him once and then they took him again later on. And after that second trip, he began to have some strange behavior. So his parents noted he kept playing with his toy, like, like this toy plane. And he would, like, take the plane and he would say, airplane crash on fire. And he would, like, take it and, like, nosedive it into, like, the ground or, like, the table. <laughs> like, and I, I guess the first few times that they saw that, they were like, what the heck's wrong with our kid? But then, like, it became so repetitive that they were like, this is weird. Okay. It's terrifying. Yeah, that's kind of morbid to come from a two-year-old. Um, and after that, his nightmares began. So he began to experience nightmares several times a week. So it was very consistent. Uh, where he would be screaming, thrashing, thrashing, and he would mention, again, airplane crash on fire. And he would say things like, little man can't get out. Okay. So that's, that's a lot going on here. So his parents were like, what is happening? And they began to, like, ask him questions about what he was dreaming about and this, this, and that. And basically what he told them was, like, these were memories of a past life, is what began, began to basically come out. So, and again, these are things that, from a two-year-old child, like, what? Like, how would you know these yeah. things? Kind of a deal. Um, that he flew, and specifically a Corsair plane. Mm-hmm. Um, it crashed, it caught fire, was shot down by the Japanese during World War II, and he was unable to get out. Uh, he mentioned uh, flying the plane off of a boat, and his oh. parents asked, like, do you know the name of the boat? Just They're just getting all these details, and he said, uh, Natoma which is a weird name. And they did research, yeah. and they found out that during World War II, there was the USS Natoma Bay, which was positioned in the in the Pacific during that same time period. Oh, or wow. with the with Around the time of like, the Battle of Iwo Jima. Oh, yeah. yeah interesting. Um, he mentioned a name from the memories, uh, uh -huh. Jack Larson. Oh. Okay. And his nightmares continued... And so his parents, again, they were desperate, trying to investigate. They didn't know what the heck is going on with their kid. So they reached out to a woman who wrote about children who had past life memories. And she advised them basically, like, you need to affirm his memories and you need to just emphasize with, like, really assure him that, you know, he is safe now. Um, that's the past. Yeah. This is the present. You know, it's okay now. It's okay of a deal don't dismiss what he's saying 
and apparently that helped like ease his nightmares. But his parents were really like confused as to what is going on. So oh, they, yeah. they wanted to imagine? do more. Yeah, they wanted to do more research. They're like the all this stuff coming from a two year old. What is going on? So well, it's your kid too, and you just want them to feel safe. You just want them to be okay. Yeah, exactly. So there, they did a lot of extensive research, and um, they found out um, that there was a World War II plane that was shot down near Mount Suribachi uh, Island, again in the Pacific, off Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, when their son James would draw, because he would sometimes also draw out some of the memories. He would always sign those drawings as James three. James three, like James the third. Wait, how old was he when he was doing these drawings? Two. No way. And he was Uh, signing a name? Wait. (laughs) So he would write like James three. Apparently. Um, And they thought that was weird. um, But they kept that in memory as like maybe a potential detail. Uh, So... They found out that the name Jack Larson that he mentioned, um, that person did exist, but they were still alive. They served on the Natoma Bay, and they were a pilot um, off a mission after the Battle of Iwo Jima. But, interesting enough, in that same operation, one pilot did get shot down. And that was a 21-year-old named James... M. Houston Jr. He was James the Third in his oh, family. Oh man! Yes, and he was shot down uh, fifty years before our James was born. Wow! And when he went down, Jack Larson was the pilot that was like beside him and saw him go down. Oh man! Yes, interesting. And these details were corroborated through veteran eyewitness testimonies, through veteran memoirs. Uh, military records, and even the sister of James Houston himself, they were able to get in contact with. That's incredible. <laughs> it is. So James, uh, so uh, Dr. Tucker basically studied and reported on this case. And he, by the time he um, picked up the case, uh, James was older. He was about, I think, 10 or 12 years old. Um, right. So he didn't have he still remembered some of the things, but he didn't have his vivid memories. Um, but basically, he concluded that fraud or hoax was highly unlikely in this case. He right. really couldn't conceive it. Um, he said fantasy was not the reason behind what he was experiencing. Um, the details that were that were like that were mentioned and ended up being true would be way too coincidental to be true. Like for sure. No, that's... That didn't make sense. Um, so basically, yeah. he stated the only log- the most logical explanation was um, reincarnation was to be the most seriously considerable explanation behind what he experienced and his behaviors. There you go. Yeah. There was a lot of cases like that for Edgar Casey as well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the specifics at, off the top of my head, but... Um, it was like ringing bells with me. Like um, mm-hmm. it happens more vividly with children too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I read a little bit more on, like, Dr. Tucker, and he he talked about how, you know, like, that children seem to, again, be the ones that are very susceptible to past life memories, and they usually begin to exhibit these past life memories around three years old, because that's when we begin to develop, to develop, um, like, the most quickly, and we begin to articulate more, um, and... In his research, he found that around 70% of children that had past life memories or like dreams, um, about 70% of those cases were linked to past deaths with unnatural means. Oh. So like a life cut short. Unexpectedly, murder, whatever you name it. That's the trauma I was talking about. Trauma, yes, trauma, exactly. And he found that usually these children were highly intelligent and very bright, and that mm. those memories began to uh, start to fade around six or seven years old mm. at that point. And sometimes they would never remember, and sometimes they would very little remember moving forward in their life. That's amazing. Yeah. Dang kids. <laughs> Dang kids. I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, did I ever say anything weird to you when I was a kid? <laughs> and she was like, well, you were a weird kid. Lots, lots of weird things. Yeah, she's like, you were a weird kid and you just used to say a lot of stuff. So I don't remember. <laughs> like, Honey, honey, you said all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> That's basically what she told me. I was like, thanks, Mom. Thank you so much. Make sure to, I'll make sure when I have kids, I'll have a journal. And if they say something weird, I'm just going to write it down. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Just have your camera all the time. Come on. We got our cell phones now. Right? I'm just going to document my kids 24-7. And who knows what will happen. I'm straight. (laughs) My best memories are on Facebook. (laughs) Some of mine are not. (laughs) But that was, that was probably like the... Coolest? Is that a weird way? Coolest, coolest. story? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. It's interesting. Intriguing? Yes. I couldn't explain it. Those details? Yeah. Like It's measurable, right? You can look these things up. Yeah. They really Why went, not? his parents went the extra mile to like they get, did. Those, get that information. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, yeah, maybe it's past life. Whatever. I'm not going to look into it. But, like, why wouldn't I? That wouldn't be too hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. They were I'm like, give me to. the military records. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that was crazy. I thought it was very interesting. Um, another story, this one's a little shorter. This one's a guy named Arthur Flowerdew, which is such a pretty name. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. Flowerdew. He sounds like a like a storybook character. Um he was oh, born. I know it's very no, and he was born in England, so like I feel like that extra makes more right. sense. Yeah, we um, should have. A, we should get Sam Sheeran to come and say. <laughs> so his, his buttery English. Yes, accent. yeah. He feels like a. He really does feel like a storybook character. Like, very pretty. Born December first, nineteen oh six, in in Norfolk, England. He used to have strange dreams of a city surrounded by desert and carved into stone. He would describe as a child a temple, a canyon, streets, and other details about this mysterious uh, city. 
and he used to be specifically drawn to red and orange rocks uh, on the beach by his home that according to him when he would like collect these would make the dreams and details become clearer when he was a kid now fast forward he's an adult now he is sitting on his couch and he's watching the bbc and there's a documentary that pops up about the city of petra jordan oh. right and all of a sudden arthur is like holy crap that is what i was dreaming about as a kid that is what i was seeing and so he actually contacted the bbc um about his story and they shot a small documentary because they were really they're like okay this is interesting and it got the attention of the Jordanian government when they heard his story. Um, Dang. And they offered to fly him out to Petra to see it in person, which is really cool. But before flying him out, they had him interviewed um, by an archaeological expert that worked in the city of Petra. And after that interview, the expert was so stunned by the detail and the accuracy that Arthur spoke about the city, like, by memory. He mentioned where he was, the, the exact site where he was supposedly murdered in his past life. Um, oh, wow. He mentioned in vivid oh, detail again, I know murdered. It's always something uh, trauma. Um, yeah. Always something wrong. Uh, he mentioned so trauma. Oh gosh, the like layout of the city. Um, he even told them the purpose of this like device that even the archaeologists didn't know what it was for. Oh. <laughs> and he told them what it was used for. Um, Did they find this device? Yeah, like it was like a device like that, like they they knew, but they just it was didn't, an artifact. Yeah, like an artifact, and they just didn't know one hundred percent what it was used for. And he was like, "Oh, it's oh. for this." Oh wow. And he also mentioned several unexcavated places, oh. which is interesting. So the experts basically concluded that they did not believe he was a fraud because the level of details that he spoke with went beyond what, what any of their scientific experts on the city could even give them. Like, there's no way that he, he should know these things, basically, off his background and everything. It's impossible. So. That's incredible. And my man went and he saw the city. Good for him! I wonder what that was like for him. See, the, the, the difficulty with these things is that we can't perform these... It's like, from person to person, you can't... You can't measure these things, so yeah. this is why like science won't accept this as like a true science. Mm -hmm. It's a pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. Yep. So yeah, it's it's hard though. I I believe in it, and I think a lot of things would come to light if if we were more open-minded and accepting yeah. of the ideas that are a little further out there agreed agreed um i'll go quickly through the last story i got one last one here this one's a i saved it last because it was pretty much it's probably one of the most well-known stories when it comes to uh past lives like i've seen this on tiktok and everything um which is like now where you see everything on tiktok uh, 
but this is the story of the Pollock twins. Pollock. Okay. Pollock twins. Pollock. Um, yeah, and they were born October fourth, uh, nineteen fifty-eight, um, and it was the two twins, Gillian and Jennifer, and they were born about a year and a half after an unthinkable tragedy happened in their family. So prior to the birth, the Pollock family, um, besides having some sons, they had two daughters that were uh, Joanna and Jacqueline, who were 6 and 11 years old. And one day they were walking with their friend to church, with a family friend, and a woman was driving her car and was... There's, yeah. Basically, she intentionally hit them after being separated from her own children. There was a lot going on there. So she hits them, and it kills both of the sisters instantly. So, really rough. It was a horrific incident. Um, and it rough. Yeah, I can't even imagine. You lose two kids at once. Like, that's terrible. Well, not too no. long after that, their, the mom became pregnant. And a year and a half mm. later, after the accident, she had two identical twin daughters okay and from the beginning they noticed that there were some interesting things about their daughters so first of all Jacqueline one of the twins um she had a birthmark that looked like a scar that her pri her deceased sister Jennifer once had um on her leg oh god so it, was, it was a birthmark for her but it was a scar for the other one in the same area um, her identical twin sister did not. Because usually identical, they would have the same things. She, the identical sister did yeah. not have it. Wow. Um, and so that was interesting. They thought that was very strange. The family um, relocated out of their town. And they came back once uh, the twins were four years old. So um, when they arrived, the parents were freaked out because... Both of them seem to remember and recognize places in the town that they shouldn't because they were babies when they left that town. They mentioned a playground at the school that they once played at, which was apparently the same school that their sisters once went to. Interesting. Uh, they were able to recognize and name the exact toys that their sisters played with. And they even asked for those toys, even though those toys were put away. Like they had put away those toys and they asked for them. They, their parents noticed that after they had moved back into the town, both of the twins developed a fear of cars, specifically the irrational fear of getting hit by a car and having oh, nightmares man. about that. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So the parents assert that basically like they never told their daughters any of these details until they were much, much older. So there was no way that they should have known about those things when they were that young. Um, no. The memories and that like weird behavior, it continued until they were about five years old and then they stopped altogether. Mm. Um, and for background context, both of their parents were devout Catholics. Um, however, they were both split over the idea, the belief of reincarnation. The dad was a pretty well believer of the idea. And he did believe that his daughters, his twin daughters, were the reincarnations of his two prior daughters, even though the mom um, was not 
and they actually almost got divorced over like that whole subject. Oh, um, man. But I mean, if you're gonna believe in if you're gonna believe in God, then why wouldn't God have the ability to ability to do that? If he created a life, why wouldn't he be able to stick uh, someone's soul in in another body? I have no, apparently like he like he asked God like for his daughters to come back. So he's he's pretty certain that like that was like an answered prayer, basically kind of a deal. Um different there's a lot of different like explanations for this. Um, you know, some people think like well, maybe the sisters learned or overheard those details from, like, their brothers because they had older brothers. Um, mm -hmm. But some of the details to, like, for example, the accident specifically were things that the brothers did not know. Um, so that was a question. Like, at one point they were, the parents observed, like, they were playing, the two girls were playing. And one of them was, like, holding, like, the other one and was, like, holding her head and was, like, oh, there's blood coming out of your head. That's where the car hits you. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange, but there's a thing that, like, psychologists know that, like, children often trauma play. That's a thing. Yeah. So is that a behavior that they're displaying or not? I don't know. And then there was a debate that maybe not both of the sisters were reincarnated, but just one of them, because technically only one of them had uh, any like real like physical connections, like in, in the things right. that they had to the prior one and that she could have been the one with all the memories and feeding it to the other one. That's right. Yeah. So it's still one of those, and we who, don't know. How do you measure that? How do you measure that? Other than fact-checking. Yeah. I'd, I don't know. I saw this on TikTok the other day, too, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, those, are, those are my stories. Those are, the, those are the most interesting ones I can find. But there's literally anyone that's interested on this topic you can literally Google it, you can YouTube it, and there's a crap ton of stories out there um, from all corners of the globe about past lives, about reincarnation, different theories, different subjects. There's um, there scientific like studies, psychological studies, all sorts of things out there um, if you want to know a bit more on the subject in general. Um, man, it's pretty much all I got. Uh, so, Greg, what, yeah, what you, I mean, what you think? Up. I, I, I like it. I think it's a they're great examples of uh, possible reincarnation. And I know Edgar Casey uh, spoke about reincarnation, and um, he spoke about soulmates, mm -hmm. um, and how how they've tend to find each other through different lives. Mm -hmm. So, but his predictions and stuff were so accurate that like you have to question like it, this stuff could all be true, right? Yeah. How and would you know? I have no reason not to believe it. The human mind is is um, can do things that we don't know, right? We don't mm -hmm. use our entire brain. We only use a fraction of our brain and mm -hmm. 
if we could unlock the potential, who knows what we could do. We can bend spoons. Maybe. I want to bend a spoon. That'd be cool. Yeah. I bent one with my hands once. If I did that, I'd break my hand. <laughs> Protest. <laughs> Plastic yeah, <they're>... ones. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> There's so much we don't know about the the human mind. I think I'm on the same boat as you, pretty much. Like, I, I have no reason why not to. Yeah. At least be open to the idea. I can't shut it. I can't. That's the one. I can't shut it, it down. Like, because mm -hmm. I don't know. And there's there's so many wild things and things that like I've experienced in my life that have no quote unquote logical explanation, but I know I experienced them. And yeah, I know other people who have experienced things. I would never tell them that what they experienced was not true just because I don't have a logical explanation or I can't scientifically measure it. Like there's so many things we don't know. And for that reason, I will not say that this could not be something that is not true like that this this can't be true like that's how fair. do i know <laughs> literally i am not an expert um can we agree that it's not scientifically proven but that doesn't mean it's untrue mm -hmm. yep as of right now yeah pretty much is what i could see and i mean there's people still studying it so who knows mm -hmm. that may change Maybe we'll find ways to scientifically. Um, There's so much we don't know. Cover that more. Yeah. Again, if anyone's curious on the topic, um, again, I'm not an expert. I'm just, we're just covering this topic because it's interesting. It's something that we both uh, wanted to talk about because we have slight personal interests or connections to it. Uh, yeah. But I encourage you to. Um, look on the matter yourself, form your own opinion on the matter, uh, or not, that's up to you. Uh, there are definitely people out there, whether they're doctors, uh, other experts, people that practice different energy work and whatnot, that could have more of an explanation. You want to do a pull a tarot card? <gasps> I've ask never done No, I'm lie. I lie. Alanis does. Alanis is slowly learning how to do tarot. Just, just ask one question. We'll just do a single card pull. Okay. Ooh, on live. Um. So is it? How does this work? You just ask any question. Just ask your question. Ask it in internally or out loud, whatever. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think it in internally, but I have to think of a question now. Yeah. Um. Something okay. to do with our topic, right? Yeah, no, I, I mentioned okay. energy work. Energy okay. is working right now. <laughs> All right, I found a card. Oh, we have the four of cups. There it uh -huh. is. Is that the right way? It is the right way. Yeah. This app is great. I love this video service. It's not like Instagram. That yeah, no, it doesn't backwards. invert it. So I, I still need a book tells you what it means so you got the That's four okay. cups this is the this is the zombie tarot so i was gonna little, say this is an interesting art design a little different yeah it's a little different so four of cups cups um <laughs> it says boredom dissatisfaction or wariness 
Sure, being a zombie seems exciting. Who doesn't enjoy sending crowds of people fleeing and screaming in terror? <laughs> Yet there are moments when you're likely to experience boredom, melancholy, or unwell. When you, that happens, look for opportunities to rejuvenate yourself. A little fresh blood may be just the thing to get you chasing after kids on the playground again. Hmm. So... Um, if you're finding yourself like you've gone as far as you can hmm. with something, you're on the cusp of change. Like you're gonna go down a new path. You're you're um, maybe even with with this stuff with hypnosis and stuff. You're gonna look into it more. Maybe um, you'll have more success with that like um looking at the new looking forward moving forward and um don't maybe don't look back so much hmm. that actually does tie into my mental question good oh <laughs> i was like looking over here i'm like interesting that does it didn't know. answer it per se but it it gives a, it gives a, a sort of. It'll. Answer. That's the thing. Like it, it's speaking to you, right? So yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna click in your head, like what it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. There's a lot of there's there's a good amount of self interpretation and mm -hmm. tarot reading. I find. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, look at that energy working right here. Wow! That's right, spiritualism, energy working. We're wow. doing the things. No, like I, yeah, that's crazy. Like all the the energies flowing and stuff. I I wore today just for this conversation. I had my little like amethyst necklace on. Oh, nice. And when I went to Casadega, um, I. The stone that like spoke to me uh, was a ring that had a moonstone. I've always loved moonstones mm, uh, for some nice. strange reason. Uh, amethyst and moonstones have always been my thing. And have you I'm, looked up the 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 um, the characteristics, like the spiritual, the metaphysical characteristics of yes. those gems? Yeah. Okay. Yes, uh, I actually have like a huge like. Uh, long necklace that's like literally all amethyst beads um, which I love so much and like amethysts are supposed to be like um, for like um, I think it's like it helps with like um, like mental and physical health uh, like clarity and like stability I think is what I understood um, and then when I was in Mexico, I got this one ring, and the guy was like, which stone speaks to you? And I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I just really like that one. He's like, oh, you have a good eye. That's lapis lazuli. <laughs> and I'm like, lapis. I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, do you want to know what the stone means? And I was like, sure. Yes, I mean, I do. why not? You know, right? And he's like, um, this stone is like, helps to like link you to like your psychic abilities and open them and i was like maybe i'm gonna put that back actually <laughs> i didn't yeah, put it back like... i kept it <laughs> so, so this 
Did, you didn't get it? I did get it. It's, it's a, you did get it. Yes, I I, I wear it every now and then, but yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, um, I, don't, I don't know. Try it. Try it at your next uh, hypnosis <gasps> session. I didn't Try even keeping think it in your that. hand. Wow, that's crazy! I didn't think about that. If you want to like intensify it, clear quartz. Hold a clear quartz with it because it focuses energy. Wow. Yeah, I'm still learning about like all this, all this sorts of like stuff. Um, but if anyone is curious about those things, again, there are people who know. There's books. There's tons of things. Uh, pop into. I'm sure you can find a metaphysical store and find somebody to talk to that can tell you a bit more about um, mm -hmm. energy work and different things if you're curious about that. Um, there's tons of people in um, like the cryptid and like the paranormal community that could also tell you and you could connect to um, out there. So the, that, that, that do be something that is... Look up, Re look up Reiki practitioners in your own area. Mm-hmm. And try it out, uh, like everybody I mean, out in podcast yeah, land. And, I and you really too. want to. It's a it's an experience for sure. My next episode. And if you're open to it, if you're open to it, it it, it has great effect. Yeah, I definitely know that like the mind is a powerful thing and it can influence your body in a very powerful way. So like, who am I to say that energy and different things can't? influence your body and your mind also like heck yes it can yes it can so why why not channel that in a positive way we're all about positivity here so maybe i will pr i will try it um i've been debating going back to doing uh another session for like the hypnosis because uh, yeah. you like they have different like things that you can like do with that and whatnot um and uh I learned from, well, the lady, the hypnosis lady, um, was very kind. She said that I'm very empathic. Yeah. Very much so. And that she said that because of, like, the things I, like, was experiencing and telling her were very, like, attuned and spiritual. And I'm like, okay. I'm if you want to get into astrology, then. <laughs> I'm like, I just always thought it. I just always thought I had these yammy tingles, is what I call them, my yammy, my yammy senses. Yeah. But during my hypnosis session, I did have like a nasty headache at one point, right dead center of the Ooh, forehead. Third eye. Yes, I didn't even think about that <laughs> afterwards. And she's like, "Did you feel anything in your body?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I did have a headache at one point, like right here in the center of my head." And she's like, "So what your third eye is?" And I'm like. So is that good or bad? <laughs> I feel like she didn't answer that one. <laughs> if you're listening to and somebody has the answer to that, tell me, please comment, do something. <laughs> but that is well, where I get I, my most of my headaches. Like if I get like a like a headache because of something weird, they tend to be the temples and like the, the yeah, the it's like where we where we gain enlightenment. Is in our it's the worst. Third I think. Eye. It's one of your chakras. It, uh, it, uh, I'll have to look into it. Maybe the next but... episode I'll do is like I do hit Reiki or like some kind of like chakra alignment and see how that goes for me. 
yeah, that something? Totally. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Acupuncture. Acupuncture I have done, and that's really great. And if anyone's I listening, like too. you should do acupuncture because it's actually should. very relaxing. When I did acupuncture the first time, the lady put the acupuncture needles in, and they mm-hmm. spun. And I was what does like, that mean? is that supposed to happen? And she was like, oh, my gosh, that's not supposed to happen. But what that means is that you have a really strong energy flow. Yeah. And it's like literally sense. spinning. It was like, I'm like, <laughs> it was so cool. My mom saw my mom was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just doing its thing, doing its thing. So. We'll see what what Yami will do. This is I feel like this topic and everything has is just the tipping point of a lot of stuff. So who knows? Maybe we all need a little bit of more enlightenment. Any day. Yeah. Any we day. always need more enlightenment. Become self aware. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Big plug into anyone that's listening. Um, meditation. Meditation doesn't have to necessarily be anything spiritual or religious if you don't want it it has been so beneficial to me like meditation like uh um yoga again doesn't have to be like it's kind of like you make it what you want it to be um yeah meditation is just a uh, practice of quieting the mind yes which like, we like all some, need. like like you you can run marathons but i mean you're gonna you're going to run out of stamina eventually. Yep. Um, same goes for your mind, mm-hmm. right? If you're thinking of a million things all the time, you're, then you're setting yourself up to burn out. So yes. it's good to take even like five minutes a day is just to listen to your breathing. Mm-hmm. Focus on your breathing. Let the thoughts pass without making a judgment on them. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You can literally go on YouTube, like click... Uh, some nice music. They have guided meditation sessions on there. Um, yep. And it's so nice. Highly recommend it. And again, it doesn't have to be, you make it what you want it to be. But yeah, I've, all those things, they can, they, they, like, while they can relate, you know, it's, it's nice. It's very nice. So, a lot of, uh, we were, we only want good vibes in 2022. <laughs> Vibes only. Yeah, good vibes, peace and love, all that is all we want in this year. Jeez, that's all we need. So, but yeah, Greg, it has been awesome having you on the podcast and getting yes. deep and spiritual and zen and all this good stuff. Uh, it's great to have these thought-provoking conversations. I hope our listeners have enjoyed Uh listening to all of this and yes um before we um un- unplug before we end the session <laughs> um where can the listeners find you not physically but where can they- <laughs> oh <laughs> like do i have to give my address no oh, no, no 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 this no is awkward no no that, that that might be a little too much Oh, it's Canada. I'll, I'll tell you, it's Canada. Just ask John. He knows me. Okay? <laughs> um, you can find me online 
on the internets. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Facebook, Greg Morrill. Um, I have an Instagram. I have a couple Instagrams. I have all dot the dot weird mm -hmm. on Instagram. That's also my my Twitter mm -hmm. and my TikTok. Ooh, nice. I think. I think. I'm pretty sure. And my clubhouse, which I yes. I do a show every other Thursday, live panel discussion on cryptozoology and other paranormal stuff. I'd love to get into this subject on there because I think that could just that could go crazy. That that that'd just be nuts. Yeah. That'd be cool anyway. to get like some like like experts and stuff and practitioners. Yeah. Yeah. I'd listen to, I'd, I always, I love to pop into you guys, like different sessions and stuff that you guys do. They're always a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend if anybody hasn't tuned in to CryptoCasters to check them out because they're a lot of fun and you guys do some good work. So keep up that good work on the clubhouse because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's totally awesome. <laughs> So it's CryptoCasters. That's on Instagram as well. Awesome. So follow. So I update that. That's every other Thursday, 9.30 Eastern uh, on Clubhouse. Follow all.the.weird and you'll get notifications. Follow him, people. Go like, subscribe, love, follow, etc. Greg and all his awesome stuff. So again, all the stuff. All the all stuff. The weird. All the weird. Yeah. <laughs> Unintentional. It's all connected. It's all one big circle. Aren't we all connected, though? We are. We're ah. all connected by energy. There it is. We're all connected. At the end of the day, it all comes together. It is. Treat each other good because we're all connected. Exactly. So, any parting words, anything before? We head off. We get some rest. I'm actually probably, honestly, doing like a little guided meditation before bed. Sounds do so it. Good. Meditate. Actually, um, love to the community and everybody out there. Huge shout out to Jonathan Dodd because he's an amazing artist and go support him. Yes, we love it. And from me, I love you guys so much. Thank you again for listening, tuning into another episode. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more cool stuff popping on the pod and see what other interesting topics we pull up. Um, stay tuned for any uh, personal experiences. Who knows? Yes, <laughs> I'm going to look into to my memories, my ah. dreams, and see if I can find anything. And I'll come back if I do. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. And then if you know, we might have to revisit this and, and do like a part two of like like our personal experiences now that we've like looked into these things a little more. Um, yes. That'll be interesting. But yeah. The return. Everyone is listening. I wish you all a good day and or night. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Treat each other well. And uh, as always, stay weird. Stay spooky. Stay awesome. Love you all so much. And bye. Bye. bye.